Yeah, so one of my friends brought me your book.、Uh, oh, nice. One of my Japanese friends, when they came to play、mm. in Seoul. My friend, oh, cool, cool. My friend Kamaida. I don't know if you know him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think I've met a couple times, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I really enjoy the book. Like, there's so many people I know in here, and like. Right. To be honest, I think I didn't really know. Like anything about Nerdcore before, but、mm. like it seems like it's super connected to like so many musicians that I like in Japan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah, such a connection between like obviously there's a connection between the Nerdcore and the Jcore scene, but then you know the other side of it is the connection between the Nerdcore and just like the techno scene in Japan, basically. Yeah,、Japan、yeah. Right in the middle, really. I think one of my friends explained to me once like, there's like two or three like, streams of underground music in Japan, and like, nerd,、mm. Nerdcore is one of them.、And、right, right. I can't remember what he said the other ones were, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, when did you start working on it?、Um, so, I really started kind of digging into it.、Um, so, in, I was in Japan. I got to、yeah. Japan in like 2013.、Um, okay. And then in 2018 is when I kind of decided that I wanted to move back to the US. And at the same、uh, time, I was like, before I leave, I want to you know, do something to kind of put everything I've done here together. Yeah.、Um, and so I left my job in September. And like all the actual, you know, being on the computer.、Uh, Yeah. Design and putting everything together work. I started, yeah, late September. So it was really a period of just like three months or so, pretty much every day. It was like a full time job, honestly.、Wow. Um, yeah, putting everything together, compiling everything. But at the same time, you know, so much of that was kind of just a matter of collating, so to speak, all this knowledge and research I'd done over the whole time I'd been in Japan and even before then. Yeah, it's kind of a culmination of all your experiences. Like, yeah, 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 for sure. And yeah, you, the connections、uh, I made, yeah. And I was looking at your blog too. So,、mm. have you, what, yeah, that. Good point. Go ahead. You were, were you doing that the whole time you were in Japan? or? Yeah, so I started doing that a little after I got to Japan. I think I started up early 2014.、Okay. Um, and yeah, the kind of the theme or the things I was writing about changed over time. But、yeah. I think it was in 2017 when I started angling that towards writing about Nerdcore. And that also, yeah, definitely became a, the, kind of the basis for half of the meat of the book, all the you know, label and artist profiles. Yeah, yeah,、uh, yeah. A lot of that was pulled directly from there. Yeah, I was going back and reading, and yeah, a lot of the same artists are on the blog too. Yeah, yeah. When I went to,、um, you know, Tokyo Jesco Night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or,、oh, yeah. yeah. What was it called before Furumachi Moi started, took it over? It was,、um, yeah, Tokyo Jesco Night, and now it's yeah, Tokyo yeah. Jesco Lounge. Right, right, yeah, yeah. But, like, the first time I went to that, I was、mm-hmm. super into Furumachi Moi's performance, and. Right. Then reading this book, I realized that's kind of connected to Nerdcore. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I、like. first met her. <laughs> yeah, she was 
it was Disc Urion put on a nerdcore event. Okay. And he invited her to play there as kind of like this up and coming newcomer. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, doing nerdcore and chiptune and this Jasco music, which is, you know, so similar and yet very distinct at the same yeah. time. And it's interesting how those things seem to come together for a lot of these artists. Yeah, not really similar um, musically, but kind of the same spirit, I feel like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are you pretty close with Discurion, too? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was probably like my closest friend yeah. while I was in Japan, I would oh, say. Okay. And yeah, he was, yeah, he was definitely a huge help in, you know, doing making this and just, you know, in general with the events. We held a lot of events together while I was in Japan and right. uh, just kind of making connections with people and uh, him introducing me to nerdcore artists and groups that I hadn't been familiar with, that sort of thing. Yeah, he's like kind of famous now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's gotten so big with the uh, convenience store food mashups. Yeah, he yeah, made a he made a book about um, yeah the recipes. recipes you can yeah, yeah just buying stuff at the convenience store. Yeah, and he's on TV all the time now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, it's him. interesting how a lot of a lot of a few different major nerdcore artists have gotten well known through things nothing to do with music. Um, Hariko of Love Beer Tracks has oh, written yeah, yeah. like half a dozen books th- at this point about just like uh, alcohol and sake culture, and he's oh, on okay, TV yeah. a lot for that, and like has a web show about it and stuff. And it's just funny to see all of them getting well known, but for nothing to do with music. Yeah, yeah, I I think I bought one of his shirts when I was in Japan. Mm, yeah, yeah, it was like the tanuki drinking yeah yeah that's a great one yeah <laughs> but then yeah i learned so much more about it through reading your book the lbt mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 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 they're one of like the oldest and long st- longest still you know consistently running groups for sure yeah and mostly the same people as when they started out too yeah uh, it was also really interesting to read about acid panda um mm, yeah that's been a interesting history for sure <laughs> I remember seeing the Acid Panda Cafe sign all the time in Shibuya, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I ever wandered in there. But Oh, yeah. Yeah, but um, the Kaker Girl song is like, I think I've heard so many people play that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's one of the kind of like classics, yeah, especially for Leopold and Acid Panda, Kaker Girl and uh, No Disco City are like kind of two of the most, they're kind of like the anthems of, especially back in the day yeah and then it's interesting that he went on to first intro the you know kind of integral in introducing funky coda to japan uh-huh. and then now just recently when his, with his new group zaitaku holiday holidays uh they like hit it really big on tiktok with one of their songs for some reason oh what? Got like yeah like hikakin and people were making tiktoks with their song with like tens of millions of views oh my god so it's interesting that these you know keep shifting styles and yeah getting recognized again and again who else has kind of broken into mainstream things that you know of? um as far as nerdcore itself goes um i think the next person i think of is uh omoshiro sangokushi yeah. um you know he's kind of themed around the romance of the three kingdoms and he uh, i think he started doing some you know official collabs with like some of the mobile games and the anime 
and he's yeah definitely gotten a lot of recognition for that. Um, obviously, DJ Sharpnell is right uh, J core at this point, but had you know roots in nerdcore, um, and, and that, that kind of crossed great. into the uh, step mania and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Okay. especially in terms of overseas recognition. Yeah, another interesting one, again a little bit tangential, but. Um, Pico Taro, uh, you know, pen, pineapple, apple, uh-huh. pen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he used to be uh, the leader of a group called No Bottom, which was pretty heavily involved. Again, a little tran- tangentially, but they would just play at like extreme hard events in the J Core scene and wow. did like a few music, a few remixes for them, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing that partly came about because I think one other, a couple of their songs were in Beat Mania. Uh, uh, so that was probably okay. the origin of that. But yeah, it's funny to think of you know him way back in the day playing these tiny gigs with these jake artists and now he's like you know hundreds of millions of views on youtube meeting famous dignitaries from around the world and stuff (laughs) yeah that's probably the biggest connection oh yeah absolutely (laughs) that's crazy i had no idea i like how the book opens with uh if you don't know what nerdcore is Head to page 366 in the glossary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I definitely kind of approached it from the mindset of just like, this is an encyclopedia, and I wanted to not handhold, I guess. I wanted to just uh, let people kind of find their own way around it and immerse themselves. Um, yeah. There's not that much, you know, there's information, but I did my best to keep too much commentary out of it just because... I wanted it to be more just a compendium yeah. of facts more than anything else. Yeah, and that like that first sentence really tells you how in depth it is. Like, right? <laughs> yeah, even the encyclopedia is fun, or the the sorry, the glossary is fun to read. There's lots of yeah, people yeah. I recognize. Yeah, on the front cover, because um, the cover was designed before I was finished with everything, and it says oh, you know okay. over 200 pages. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because I was expecting it to be about 250 pages. It ended up being 400 pages. Oh, really? Then you edited yeah. it down. Yeah, yeah. But the discography is pretty. Do you feel like it's complete, or is there so much um, you haven't found? There's, I'd call it probably around the level of like 90% complete or so. I would think yeah. there's definitely, um, you know, where I can, I tried to include, you know, the known unknowns, so to speak where it's just like based on a catalog number or some other information this must have existed but we know no nothing about it uh, uh, that kind of thing is in there and yeah. so it's just the case of unknown unknowns where there's just, there's just no information you don't even know that you're lacking the information that's that sort of thing yeah that makes and sense and so i'm sure there's still things here and there things even in the time since uh, i finished it a half dozen or so things have come to light so really eventually yeah. someday i'm sure i'll do an updated version that's years down the road at a point when it could be actually complete <laughs> and i suppose people might be releasing new stuff oh absolutely also, yeah 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 it's yeah, a pretty steady stream especially m3 less so at comic at but yeah right <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i wanted to talk about m3 because like i think a lot of people don't know about it and mm. When I first went there, it was just amazing to me, people actually buying CDs and, like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, really something the, special. Like 
I think the fact that that event, those events have kept going is one of the big things that has kept, you know, the scene being uh, around and energized just because there's a way for them, for everyone to put music out without having to try to convince people to come to our event. Okay, now come to our event, that sort of thing, or just put it up online and hope someone buys it. For sure, yeah. And, like, especially in Tokyo, there's so many events, like, it's just impossible to go to all of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I ran into that problem a lot. And, yeah, I'm definitely feeling it now, being back in the States, like, events with limited CDs and stuff like that and not being able to go is frustrating sometimes but for sure yeah and m3 you go it's just like everyone's there yeah, yeah. are you gonna go in spring or um i don't think i can future? make it spring i'm aiming for maybe uh fall next year yeah. um i want to put out another compilation on all core oh, um, okay yeah but i want to wait until after the olympics just because it's gonna probably be a lot cheaper to go to japan after the olympics oh yeah Yeah, Um, good point and kind of a nightmare to go before probably yeah i I think i want to avoid japan at all costs during the olympics Yeah. (laughs) yeah 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 so more about your music um you have all core the label and uh yeah yeah yeah. yeah, so that's been like 10 years at this point. It started up back oh, in wow. 2009, and it's been, I mean, last full release was, I think, early 2018. Um, okay. So it's been a year and a half or so now. Um, I'm trying to plan something out for the 10th anniversary, but, uh, mm. you know, I've just been kind of settling into living in a different country again and all that. But I think, I, I feel like, there will be more stuff coming up on the horizon. Um, but yeah, we've for been sure. doing that for 10 years, put out 15 or so CDs, mostly compilations. Yeah, you can uh, see on them that. all in the book. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so were those all released at M3 or other events too? Um, Once I was in Japan, uh, yeah, it was oh, M3. Right. Yeah, pretty much every single M3, we put something out, either a full release or a promo. Yeah. Um, and before that, I was in the States, so we'd be mostly putting them out new at, like, anime conventions. Um, right. There was a period of a year or so there where Allcore was doing live events at a few conventions. Uh, and that's another thing, now that I'm back, that I want to try to start getting back into. I know that whole game has changed a whole lot since I've been gone. Yeah, for um, sure. And do you DJ yourself these days or perform? Yeah, that again, I haven't in uh, about a year now, um, oh, okay. but I'm wanting to get back into that too. I'm looking into picking up a new controller again because I didn't bring mine back from Japan just because it weighed so much. Oh. And yeah, bringing over all my stuff was already really expensive. So, what, what do you do? You DJ at Speed Beats? Or, um, yeah, uh, SBZ, SBZ right. I think is the main, I kind of, I don't worry too much about it. I just kind of use one of those two mostly, but Got it. yeah, I think my, I think my SoundCloud and stuff is under DJ SBZ. Uh, and do you, have you done any other kind of performances? Um, so for a while in Japan, I think you're familiar, uh, I performed as Cyber Chosuke. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, which was an act uh, based around remixes of music by the Drifters, uh, which for anyone <laughs> who's not familiar, uh, is a Japanese comedy group and rock band yeah. that were like 
super yeah super super popular in the 60s 70s and 80s Kata had, Chan, uh, right? yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I, they had a couple like super popular variety tv shows that sort of thing i think that's a popular topic for nerdcore uh yeah, yeah. and like i think it's not related but like tamari and yeah yeah he's on the back here <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, all those like famous TV personalities, those get a lot of sampling. Obviously, video games are big. Yeah. Um, nerdcore, there, there definitely is a lot of anime in nerdcore. Um, I think depending on the artist. I think once you kind of get a feel for different artists, you kind of pick up on what things, what aspects of pop, pop culture they're interested in yeah. incorporating into their music. For sure. So like if it's, DJ Sharpnell or uh, the label X Roger, currently known as Honda or Rave. There's a lot of anime influence there, but yeah. you go to something like Bubble Bee, and there's very little anime influence. More, yeah, you know, TV commercials, uh, popular culture, that sort of thing. Oh, you even have Acid Three Four Six in here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think I put them in the maybe nerdcore section. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. That's like a twenty. Yeah, yeah. There's twenty pages or so of oh, a right. few yeah, labels yeah. that I felt like, yeah, were supposed to be in there, but weren't quite nerdcore because it's not really a cut and dry. Yeah. Categorization. It's not just you know. Kind of on the fringes. Yeah, yeah. And there's a whole write up about that in the glossary about what may or may not constitute nerdcore. For sure. Yeah, and there's like tons of flyers too. Yeah, yeah, that was I think that was the most fun uh, part to put together, and I think yeah, that was definitely the section that I got the most help from others because you know CDs, CDs people sell them secondhand, and people list them in their discography, that sort of thing. So it's a lot easier to find that information, but for event flyers, especially ones before the internet was widespread or at least widespread enough to be posting images everywhere it's hard yeah. to track them down so there was a lot of help from people who had you know the actual old paper flyers wow. sitting around in their basement or whatever that's crazy. Uh, sending those in yeah yeah that must have been really fun to dig up yeah 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 there's even like old black and white ones in here yeah yeah <laughs> festivals a lot of help from people and also i had to dig a bunch of stuff up on mixy because there was Ah, you know a period in like 2003 to 2006 or so where everyone was posting everything there and like nowhere nowhere else yeah there wasn't really anything else back then was there yeah yeah yeah. if you don't know mixy is like the old Mm. japan's version of myspace i guess yeah exactly that's what perfect analogy yeah, japan's version of myspace except they didn't lose all the data yeah <laughs> wipe it. totally it's always frustrating coming across like a myspace now that still lists some music that looks interesting but they lost all that data yeah now it's gone I'm... yeah so much has gone from that i have no idea what happened to mine yeah yeah and that's that's kind of one of the, you know, things that drove me to want to make this book and just in general research and try to 
amass all this stuff is to have it properly archived so that it can be available and not just disappear out into the ether. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Seems like people have good things to say about it. Uh, mm -hmm. Discurion said thanks in the <laughs> intro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had him do the um, the foreword, yeah. Yeah. Did I talk about Bubble B? <laughs> um, I touched it on, on him a little bit, uh, yeah. but if you wanted to follow up. Yeah, he's one of... I really like his songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's probably, I think... Because, you know, like like I said, DJ Sharpnell kind of more borders on nerd, uh, Jake Boar, and it's changed a lot. But I'd probably Bubble B is probably one of the most well-known... Which still isn't saying a lot, but one of the most well-known, like pure nerdcore artists, yeah. um, because like Sha Sha Sha, I think yeah, got a lot of views. Everyone knows that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like a few of his older videos, um, yeah, kind of spread around. Just because I think having that video element makes it a lot easier for maybe people who aren't familiar with what's being sampled to kind of get into it, because then they have a bit more context. Yeah. Rather than Hearing Pretty it. accessible that way. So, do you have any future projects or plans for the? Book? Um, yeah, I'm thinking of a few things. Um, as I was making it, and I think somewhere in like the afterward or something, I did mention at some point I do want to do a J core version of it. Um, oh just yeah. Okay. I, I again, I made this because I felt like I wasn't sure that anyone else would take it on, and <laughs> I kind of feel the same way about J core. That's going to be a much bigger project because that's still so active and so much more um but at some point i'd like to do that and then yeah uh, a few years down the line if i have a lot more information i'd like to i want to kind of put out a revised version not just adding newly discovered things but kind of expanding it i want to go back yeah. into the glossary add a lot more photos um maybe do some individual showcases of certain releases, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, that's going to be, you know, even bigger of a book and yeah. a big undertaking. But that's something I'd like, to do, I'd like to do someday for sure. Cool. Yeah, looking forward to that. So with J-Core, um, like what's the timeline for J-Core yeah. and Nerdcore? Right. So, yeah, I've got... So there is actually, for Nerdcore in here, there is... A, whole big yearly timeline and i'd say nerdcore started arising in like the early 90s yeah. uh very earliest in like 93 94 and then kind of really growing and people finding each other and it coming into a community rather than just these you know disparate people making their music in like 96 uh and then yeah i'd say jcore as a thing kind of started to rise more toward the end of the 90s 99 2000 hmm. um and yeah that was kind of a thing i think it's not necessarily like a split or a schism but yeah. some people started to go one direction with their music and others started to go another and that's i think where jcore kind of burst not necessarily directly for nerdcore but arose out of the same yeah. you know foundation gotcha. um and then went on to do completely different things um but yeah that was like the late 90s early 2000s is when that really started to take off mm. yeah it's hard to imagine how those communities formed before the internet right 
Yeah, I think a lot of it, I mean, obviously a lot of it was the internet. It was very early stages those days, but yeah, uh, yeah VBSs and that sort of thing where people would find each other. And I know a lot of people like in the like, there's there was like a, there were free letter corners in some like techno magazines, that sort of thing, where you could just like uh, write okay. in and share, say that you're making music of this style, that sort of thing. And big magazines and also like uh, small uh, free papers, uh, okay. newsletters, that sort of thing that yeah. would be handed out. Yeah. Yeah, I was reading the toy label they started by writing in on a magazine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I think Toy Label and Hyper Rich, which were two of like the really big early ones, that's how they kind of came together. Is there anything else you want to say? Or <laughs> um. Uh, no, I mean, I just mentioned, so the book is uh, available now. It was not available for a little while just because through moving and I had to set up a way to be able to make it available on demand. But it is available now on uh, the Allcore Bandcamp. So that's just allcore.bandcamp.com. Cool. Uh, and yeah, if you're interested, definitely check it out. Yeah, yeah, I really recommend it. Um, it's in Japanese and English, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fully, yeah, full both like, languages all the way through. It's totally accessible, even if you don't know Japanese. Mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks a lot for chatting. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> cool. No, thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs>